today on the Bill Kelly Show on AM 900 CHML. The European Union uh, Parliament, that is, has approved their uh, trade deal with Canada. I know it was all signed and everything a long time ago, but it's got to be ratified, and that did happen. But it would take, I got to tell you, it was nip and tuck there for a while. Uh, a lot of protests going on outside the Parliament uh, in France today, and uh, and a lot of people think this is a bad deal for the EU. Uh, some people on this side of the ocean don't really gravitate and warm up to this thing either. Is it a good deal for us? Let's bring Marvin Ryder into the conversation, business professor at the DeGroote School of Business at McMaster University here in Hamilton. Marvin, welcome to the program. How are you today? I'm fine, thank you, Bill. Well, got up bright and early today to make sure I was there for the vote. Were and, you good? Uh, yep, and uh, it uh, it was interesting to see the dynamic here that uh, usually these things are, are ratified and it's kind of, you know, the photo op, and we already had the photo op, but why why the pushback by, by different groups over in the EU right now about this? Yeah, so first, if you don't mind, let me explain where that pushback is coming from. Sure. It's an odd coalition of forces. The people who voted for it, uh, about 60, 65% of the people who voted for it, are from what we would call centrist parties, parties that are moving right into the middle here in Canada. That could be somebody like the, the Liberal or the Conservative Party, who tend to not vary too far from the center of the political spectrum. But it's getting a po- opposition from people on both the far right and the far left. That's an unusual coalition. Yeah. The far right, uh, buoyed a bit by Donald Trump's victory in the United States, saying, you know, it's time for us to have Europe first. It should be Europe first. We shouldn't have any of these free trade deals. We should go back to the old system, put up barriers, protect our own, go back to that old system that way. The left side, they're opposed to it, not because they're opposed to free trade, but they're worried about a couple of clauses within this agreement we have. It's called CETA. And one of those clauses involves uh, one side or the other bringing a court case. So if, if we in Canada feel that a, a country in the European Union have passed a piece of legislation specifically designed to block us, then we can take them to court. So the concern there is that many Canadian companies are not truly Canadian companies, but Canadian subsidiaries of American companies. Is this just a chance for America to meddle in what is seen as European Union affairs? And why does that scare them? Well, the left is also afraid of Donald Trump. So the right embraces Donald Trump. The left is afraid of Donald Trump. And they're afraid that somehow he's manipulating these American companies to do something via a country they love, called Canada. And so you've got opposition on both sides. It didn't happen. It didn't, it didn't get turned down. The deal has now been ratified. Now, what does that mean? Are we done? No. That's actually the big first step. We had to have the European Union ratify it. Now we need all the individual member states to ratify it. That's why most likely uh, later this spring, say around April 1st to April 15th, somewhere in there, uh, maybe 90% of the provisions are going to be implemented, but uh, until every nation state ratifies it, we may not get the full CETA agreement in place. And again, I think some areas will do this faster than others. You might remember last fall, the biggest opposition was coming from a region of Belgium called Wallonia, or Wallonia, depending on how you pronounce it. And I'm not sure Belgium's going to be an easy place, but I think France, Germany um, uh, will ratify this fairly quickly. Italy will do it fairly quickly. It may be some of the smaller nations that take a while, but from our standpoint, as long as the big ones sign on, we can afford to wait for the smaller ones. But those those political differences and that polarization that you just described, that's happening in those countries too. Is that going to be a factor? 
Oh, yes. And, I mean, it is. And so we're at a really interesting time. Uh, our neighbor to the south, the United States, says uh, we don't want Trans-Pacific Partnership. They were negotiating a free trade deal with Europe. They've pulled that off the table. And in many ways, Donald Trump sounds like a protectionist. Uh, I want to put tariffs up. I want to, you know, impose trade sanctions and do things that we used to do back in the 40s, 50s, and 60s. And that sentiment behind Donald Trump is flowing in Europe. There are pockets of this in Germany. There are pockets of it in France. Obviously, pockets of it even in England. And and so the question now becomes, does it become a movement the way we saw Trump? Does it grow and become the majority viewpoint? Or does it remain in the minority? And I think this positions us very interestingly. We, Canada, through Justin Trudeau, have embraced free trade, and we're saying to the rest of the world, well, if you don't want to do trade with, uh, with Europe, uh, with the United States, or if the United States doesn't want to do free trade with you, we're open for business. And that's caught the attention of China, that's caught the attention of Korea, caught the attention of Japan. So, you know, we could very well be considered the big free trading country of the world in the not-too-distant future, assuming free trading remains popular. There is a chunk who says it won't be, but I, I actually believe most... Uh, governments are going to remain positive on free trade because they do see the benefits. Want to hear more? Download the podcast on iTunes or Google Play. And listen to The Bill Kelly Show weekdays from 9 to noon on AM 900 CHML.